0: Good morning, my name is Steve Lacer.
1: especially for filling in for me last week so my family and I could could get away. I'm very thankful for that opportunity, so thanks, Brian. If you're joining us online, uh, we welcome you also. We're glad that you are taking some time to worship with us this morning, wherever you may be. Uh, If you missed it on your way in, we have bulletins and communion uh, at the back table there. Feel free to get up and grab that if you need to. Um, We're going to open with a word of prayer this morning, and then we're going to start with some worship. So would you all stand with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, uh, we give you thanks and praise for another day and another opportunity to gather together uh, unified through your grace and an opportunity to give you thanks and praise together for that work that you've done through Jesus. Lord, I just pray that we'd honor you with everything we do this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. in my wrestling and in my doubts in my failures you won't walk out your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea oh you are the peace in my troubled sea silence you won't let go. In the questions your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled a place to Where? So great a mercy, what heart could fathom such boundless grace? Lord of ages, step down from glory to where my sin. The roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise, your buried the
1: Kids, if you are kindergarten through fifth grade, walk your way to the front, (laughs) and your teacher will meet you here to take you downstairs. If you are ages three through five years old, uh, you can meet your teachers at the back. And if you're new today and aren't sure where your kids are going, you're more than welcome to follow them and go. stairway. And the kids will be in the hallway around the back. So uh, we are looking forward to having your kids as a part of our program. Yeah.
3: All right. Thanks, Eric. Does it, does it look like he just went on a cruise? That, does, he look, does he look happier? <laughs> I, think, I think if you talk to Bridget and the girls, I, I had several conversations with the girls. They enjoyed their time. So I'm so thankful that they were able to do that. Hey, this morning, uh, here a couple months ago, is we we had a uh, uh, an introduction of one of our elders, uh, testimony time. So this morning, we have another one of those we'd like to share with you uh, concerning our, our elder, Steve Lacer. So let's do that.
0: Good morning. My name is Steve Lacer. I'm currently uh, serving on the church board. I'm happy to be here this morning at First Christian Church. I feel so privileged that I was... Uh, raised in a strong Christian family. I wouldn't say I had a real uh, road to Damascus moment like the Apostle Paul had. I've just had a real steady uh, growth in my Christian walk. And uh, I'm so thankful for, uh, especially for my mother, Darlene Lacer Hyatt, who is such a great uh, Christian example. Throughout throughout the years, you know, our family faced the same problems everybody does, you know, uh, sickness and injuries, what all, everything that everybody faces. But throughout all that, I, my mother was always such a strong, uh, faithful Christian. Uh, you know, we we always had prayer time and Bible study time, and and uh, she. Had a wonderful Christian mother, my grandma Jenny Bents, who was just a terrific Christian example and such a strong believer. And and of course, they both had such a great influence on me. And uh, whenever we would, you know, I'd have a family crisis or you know some type of big problem. I mean, we always turned to God. And throughout the years, many many times, God answered our prayers. So. Uh, Obviously, I've had so many, I think, miraculous answers to prayer throughout my life, Um, you know, through just all kinds of different circumstances, you know, uh, people I knew and loved that, uh, you know, got really sick and and God just miraculously healed them. I've seen that happen lots of times. uh, injuries that I had myself and where I I think nine out of ten times I shouldn't have survived but uh, God decided to heal me and and uh, I'm here today <laughs> thankfully but I, I think a lot of things like that probably you know I would I would say one of the times that uh, I can remember is uh, when I, started dating my wife, Carol. I uh, invited her to, to come to church with me there at First Christian Church. And and uh, the minister there then had a, a great influence on us. And and we thought, you know, we really want to get serious about our walk with the Lord, you know. And uh, so we, we got into, uh, you know, Bible study and, and we grew together. And uh, it's been a Terrific blessing, and strengthened our marriage, and and we've both drawn nearer to, to God as a result of our relationship and our marriage, and He's blessed our marriage, abundantly. That has probably made a big, you know, difference in my life as far as uh, being more s- steady in my Christian walk. I'm thankful for my wife Carol, and I I think uh, throughout my Lifetime and attending here at First Christian Church, we have had so many great ministers and teachers of the Bible that it's really, uh, and I don't, I don't think you get that everywhere. Ever since I can remember, the Bible is so important, and our our daily reading of the Bible and memorizing scriptures and trying to live according to. God's direction, which we have in the Bible. That's how uh, oftentimes God speaks to us through the reading of His Word and and the, the Holy Spirit impresses upon us His will. Every, every morning when I get up, the first thing I do is I say uh, thank you Lord for this day and thank you for blessing me and my family. And I, I, think, I think it's really important that we uh, talk to God All day long and and thank him for all the blessings he's given us Um, uh, because I know uh, we're all sinners I know uh, none of us meet God's standards the Bible says we're all uh, all sinners and we've all fallen short of his expectations and standards and I'm so thankful that God has the remedy for our sin and that's Jesus Christ our Savior And uh, I think that this uh, First Christian Church has always stressed that. I'm I'm glad that, you know, Jesus is our Redeemer and Jesus is the only way. So thanks be to God for the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's my favorite scripture. So... (laughs)
3: If you, if you haven't met Steve, that's that's a good introduction. Make sure you catch him at the door. Uh, he, he doesn't run out the door ever, so go introduce yourself to him. If he has not done that with you, uh, you you, uh, you would just love uh, that opportunity to get to know him and his love for God. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's great the way he talked about his testimony or love for the scriptures because that's where we're going today in the scriptures. Uh, last week we did 2 Peter, and in the first... First chapter, and we're going to finish up that chapter. Actually, this whole chapter is about the opportunity for us to be confident in the walk we have with God. Uh, it, it speaks about confidence. Last week, just kind of a review in that Second Peter, uh, in, in in the like verses three through eleven. We could even include two because in that verse two, it it introduces that idea that you know, hey, it's through grace. And, and peace. Uh, we, we have that grace and a peace, and it comes through the abundance that we've been given through God the Father and, and His Son, Jesus Christ. And, and then he goes into the gospel message, verses 3 through 11. Read that again if, if you have time. Not right now, but if you have time sometime to read through 3, 11, just get reacquainted with that first chapter. In verses 3 and 4, he really lays out the confidence we have in what God has done for us through Jesus—he's established a foundation for what. Matter of fact, he starts with this: "I've given you everything, or, or that that God has given through His power. He's given us everything we need for godly life. For godly life, and 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 so in part, you know, we look at Jesus and, and what He's done for us, and through His 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 great uh, uh, glory and goodness." Uh, then in verse 4, it says he's given us his great promises. Those promises are the promises of, of forgiveness, uh, connecting us with the Father, and also promises of eternity to come. Check out verse 11 as it, it gets, to, gets to that. But it says through those promises, he has given us opportunity to, to uh, come into a partnership with that divine, uh, divine nature, that divine nature, and, and that is what Jesus has done for us. And, and we lay out that gospel message. It is the story about Jesus coming as he went to the cross on our behalf. And throughout the scripture, we pointed out last week how uh, Paul continues to say, Hey, we have uh, died with him. That, that person of sin within us dies with Jesus. We've died with him. We've been buried with him. We are raised with him into a new life. You see, there's the establishing of the salvation that we have, the very foundation where we could place confidence because this is what God has done through Christ, is establish that. And in the remaining part of the verse is that then uh, uh, Peter uses that phrase, make every effort. Okay, three and four, here's what God has done for us. And then in verse five, all the way through thir- uh, through verse eleven, he says, "Make every effort." That's that's us then standing up and living that salvation, learning to live in that salvation. That means growing, changing. We we use the phrase last week, "the add Uh, because Paul, I mean Peter, comes along and says, "Oh, add to your faith goodness, and and, and to your goodness add." Uh, Uh, knowledge. To knowledge add self-control. And it goes on and it says, add these things to your life. Well, again, it is based upon the salvation you've been given through Jesus. God has, has opened the door for us to be transformed and becoming uh, new people in and and so this message in 3 through 11 is actually one of Peter's regular sermons he had he had preached this he had talked about this gospel message continuously and challenged people with the gospel message of Jesus like we talk about all, all the time but but when it comes to that confidence let me ask you this question that I believe that Peter addresses the rest of the way through this chapter How could we believe his message? Is, let me ask you this, is Peter's message reliable? Is it it true? How how do we, well, how do we know? I heard a good yes. Give us time. You come up here and, no, I'm not. Yeah, nobody wants to say yes anymore. But anyway. How do we know? I, is there, is there, you see, I, there, is, there is such a foundation that's laid for us to believe the words of Peter that's written for us. Now, some might say, oh, it's such an old document, and it's so long ago, and, you know, things change, Right? And, and, and there's other messages out there. How do, we, how do we look in the smorgasbord of all ideas and all thinking out there and say, that's it, that's the one place where we find truth? Because that's what we do with the Scriptures. We will point and say, that is where the truth is. It's, it comes out of Peter's words in this passage. So let's, let's read and see what Peter says and, and, and move through this passage. He gives us a foundation for, uh, well, he, he gives us a message and then he gives us uh, uh, this, this foundation to say, oh wow, this is true. We could put our confidence in what he says and what the scripture writes about. We're picking up at verse 12. Here's what Peter writes. He says, so I will always remind you of these things. Just what I just said. You know, that gospel message and and even remind you, hey, continue to make every effort, okay? So that's what he's saying. I will always remind you of these things. Even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon Put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses of, the, of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do You will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, Spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter again establishes reasons for us to be confident in what we have written down, what we hold in our hands, and what we're able to read for ourselves, and and apply and 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 uh, put our trust in our confidence, the salvation that we're given. Um, here's one of the reasons why, as we go through this passage, that that we could have confidence in what we have written down. Uh, the fact that peter records his message so that we will always remember that's that's in those verses 12 through 15 in there he he said he he has spoken about this quite often matter of fact church services what do you think these apostles talk about talked about the words he heard from jesus the stories the the things that he had seen and and he talked about that that gospel message the forgiveness especially you know, the resurrection of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus. There was that time, I believe, all the, uh, the apostles, every, everything clicked. The lights came on. Uh, more than likely, that happened when the Holy Spirit came. Uh, but it, it, it could even happen when Jesus appeared to them alive. And so could you imagine the fuel that they had, the excitement they had, because they had, had words that came from Jesus, and they saw things that were important. But what he says in this passage is that, hey, Christ has made it pretty clear to me that my end is coming soon. Uh, my time is passing. And, and therefore, uh, definitely meaning that he's going to die. I think it was uh, John chapter 21, 18 and 19. Jesus said, well, hey, there's a time when you dress yourself and, and, and you were able to go wherever you wanted. But they're, they're going to take a hold of your hand and they're going to lead you where you don't want to go. And then John says in his, in his gospel that Jesus was describing the kind of death that Peter was going to die. Matter of fact, all the apostles except for John uh, suffered martyrs' death uh, because of their devotion to the scriptures. That's, that's the apostles. That's the apostles. Uh, the apostles were those men that Paul came along later and said, they are the ones who laid the foundation... For, for all the things that we believe. Uh, they laid the foundation for the church. That foundation is that gospel message. And, and matter of fact, well, let me read for you Ephesians two nineteen and 20 where Paul said that. He said, you are fellow citizens with God's people, telling the Ephesians, those believers, and also members of his household. That household is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. With Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, these apostles were significant figures and continue to be significant figures for us today. They are the foundation, and, and the reason they are significant is because they carried with them the gospel message, that focused message that we embrace and hold on to, verses 3 and 4 of this, 2 second, second Peter chapter 1, okay? Now, with with the idea that they are the ones who establish the foundation, there's only one foundation that's established. Therefore, I I think it's important to say there are no other apostles. There are those who claim to be apostles today, not in the sense of the in in, within the scriptures, the apostles that Jesus chose are the true apostles. There are no other apostles today. There is no, and, and the reason I would say that is no other foundation is needing to be laid except the one that we have, the one that we've established, all right? That's important for us to know because there are some of those out there claiming, and, it, and unless they're speaking that original foundation, there is no other foundation for which we stand upon. There is another reason. Now, to think about uh, Peter. Now, Peter, uh, in, in the fact that said, that I am leaving in verse 5, first. Uh, Fifteen, He says, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. How how was he going to make sure that we always always remember these things? It's written down. (laughs) It's written down. That's the significance. Matter of fact, Peter talking about, here's my testimony. I've been telling you about my testimony. I've been reminding you. And refreshing you about my testimony, but now with his, his uh, uh, death in, in view, I'm going to write it down so that you can continue to remember. Now there's others in the scriptures, I, and I think it's important to hear. Uh, just the next book is 1 John. Uh, listen to what uh, John says about the word he is writing, the testimony which he is uh, writing down that you and I have in our hands today. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. Uh, John had this knack of saying, well, you know, in in the beginning, John chapter 1, he said, in the beginning was the word. And in John, his letters, he he says that he, he is the life. The word of life. The, the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life. Which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. So that you also may have fellowship with us. and other fellowship, And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. We write this. To make our joy complete, passing the message on. That was Jesus' commission to the apostles. That was a great responsibility of delivering the words that we have written today that we could pick up and read and, and take into ourselves. Second part of that confidence is this, and we've already mentioned it actually written in, in John and, and Peter and also Luke, looking back there. Now, Luke was not a, an apostle. But what he said in his letter is, man, I've made a careful account of those who were eyewitnesses to what they've seen. And Luke wrote his gospel from those eyewitnesses. This is what Peter brings up in verses 16 through 18. Matter of fact, he starts this way. He starts in, uh, got to get back to Peter, sorry about that. Um, he starts in, in verse, uh, that's First Peter. Second, here we are, alright, verse 16 says, "...for we did not follow cleverly devised stories." We did not follow cleverly design, devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. Now, the accusations were, and, and I can imagine myself reading through the Acts and how Paul and others were going into these cities and, and talking to them about the coming of Jesus and their stories... Uh, it was amongst other stories, and the marketplace was a place of sharing. So the stories were, were rampant. In those days, you, you can imagine there was, there was lots of Greek stories about gods and, and stories of their lives, the gods' lives and, and how you know, creation and what, what's happening in the world through these myths, through these fabrications. Uh, also, there was Gnosticism. And Gnosticism used a lot of allegory or different stories to make points. I mean, it, you know, today it might be like the fables that, that we've told our children. You know, the three little pigs and which pig was the wisest? Well, the one who, who, you know, built with brick or Hansel and Gretel and don't be greedy and, you know, don't eat sweets. I don't know. But, but you know, in, in some ways, so th- those stories themselves were created to teach. And, and, and Gnosticism during that time used allegory as stories to teach. And, and, and the Greeks taught about gods. So there was lots of stories during that time. And here comes uh, guys like Peter and Paul and, and the other apostles into the marketplace. And they would begin to tell these wonderful, miraculous stories of Jesus. That he, he died upon the cross. He, he came as the Son of God. died upon the cross and rose on the third day. And he lives today. And and so what what Peter is saying, he said, these are not fabricated stories. Not like you hear others. And and they've they've had been accused of that. He says, no, these are, that we are eyewitnesses. He didn't say, I am an eyewitness. He said, we are eyewitnesses to this fact that Jesus died. We put him in the tomb. And we wrapped him up, put him in the tomb, and then he, he rose from the dead. Oh, there's more stories than that. Of course we know that. You know, It was stories of, of other miracles, uh, seeing Jesus heal, uh, watching Jesus walk upon the water. And we see them reproduced in what? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matter of fact, Peter is said to have been the one that Mark wrote his gospel about. It was, it was Peter's stories that Mark then compiled, and we have the Gospel of Mark. Uh, it, it's fascinating to think, even, even in the sense of him sharing stories, that the one he shares, we believe, uh, within this passage is, is the transfiguration, when he talks about going up and the, the voice of the majestic speaking. Now understand, uh, when we think about the, the transfiguration... There's a part in there where Jesus is transfigured, translucent, you know, brilliant light around him, but also two other figures. Who were they? Moses and Elijah. They're with Jesus. Now, Peter doesn't mention them, but but he does mention the very voice of God speaking. So, so Peter is confirming and, and speaking about Jesus. He's saying, this is who Jesus is. We heard this the voice from heaven from God the Father, saying, This is my son whom I love with him i 'm well pleased. What, what is that confirming? Well, everything that you would uh, you would understand Jesus to be the one who 's taking that place upon the eternal throne, right King uh, King of all glory, uh, eternal king seated upon that throne of David, which was one of the promises. Uh, in the Old Testament, and and also that he is going, he he has the privilege to judge. Then uh, he, he's going to take that place of of judgment over over the church and, and over us all. You see, Peter said, you know, these are some of the spectacular things that we beheld with our eyes and 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 saw. You know, we saw, we touched that that we were a part of, and that we are declaring to you today. It is not a fable. It is not just a good story. It is a story that we could live, and again, like from his message, establish our lives upon with confidence. They came from guys who absolutely saw uh, these things take place, and they're testifying to them. Let me see if I, how I'm doing, keeping up with my notes here. Oh, okay couple other things i could i could throw in here there there are other reasons you know it's to me it's always been an encouragement to see peter commenting on why this is written down why this is written down we don't have to speculate or think we know it came from a directive of jesus you know for them to continue to spread that message that we have today it's not only in in their claims of being eyewitnesses to these things but it is also the fact that they are dedicated to this message the, these men uh, who, who were willing to die for the very message they carried with them. And, and they would surrender their lives for this message. That, that also, I believe, builds upon the confidence that we have. That Peter was going to be crucified. And, and tradition says that he was crucified upside down. Because he did not want to be crucified like, like Jesus. Did not see himself worthy. Oh, Peter. Right? We, we know how... how uh, boy, Peter spoke up and, and was, was uh, uh, always the first one uh, to do things. But then, man, we, you know, Jesus put within him this gospel message and he used that, that boldness uh, on, on Jesus' behalf to spread that message. Uh, other things concerning the scriptures we're not going to get into, but it, it, it's fun to look at the accurate information that you read through the gospels. One of the most recent things that I had seen that they found uh, a, a previous person that was crucified upon the cross. Uh, we could we could read the gospels and and see how culture looked and and the functions of that time. So one of those curious things is the crucifixion that we hear about. There was actually a a box uh, that uh, called an ossuary. So when when the body is completely de- decayed they they gathered the bones together and put in a smaller box they found a box of one man that was crucified who still had the the spike in his heel uh, from crucifixion uh, like we see Jesus being crucified there are uh, another evidence or foundation we we have concerning the scriptures you have in your hands is all the manuscripts that that we have that gives us confidence that what we're reading are, are the words of Peter or, or the words of those who wrote the Gospels, or Paul's letters, uh, thousands of manuscripts, over over five thousand manuscripts concerning the Scriptures that are brought together, that give us confidence that what we're reading is that that original word. Also, the archaeology supports uh, the Scriptures we have here. You could go to these places. You could see uh, even even the places that Paul traveled, and and and. Uncover and see the, the very roads that uh, maybe Paul walked, Peter walked, and, and, and continue to spread the message. I, I just continue to want you to, to encourage you that there are reasons for our confidence that what we're reading comes from God. We call it his word. The, the final reason uh, Peter puts down begins in verse 19 through 21. And it's this that the gospel is firmly grounded in God's Old Testament prophecies. You see, now the testimony of the apostles did not set alone. It did not set alone. The testimony of the apostles, the eyewitness testimony of the apostles, was set upon the prophecies that are laid out in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and that's how uh, Paul, I mean, Peter puts it. He says, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a shining light in a dark place. And to the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. We're talking hundreds. Uh, The lowest count from one individual is like 300 uh, uh, prophecies concerning Jesus. Specifically Jesus, his coming. Uh, Talking about prophecies of his birth, of his life, of his death, his suffering, and, and his resurrection. Uh, ...laid out in the scriptures. Uh, there are some who count over 500 when it comes into typology. They, you know, types of, of Christ found in, in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and when it comes to the New Testament, these, these uh, passages are repeated. And, and you can imagine a Sunday morning or the time when, when they would gather together. What, what were they reading in that time before all the New Testament books were written? Uh, many times they were reading in the Old Testament and, and establishing uh, the case for Jesus. Look, here, here's how Jesus uh, fulfilled this prophecy. And they would look and they would see it and they would be encouraged and excited about how, how what they had, these eyewitness testimonies, fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures. I want you to be encouraged and strengthened concerning the scriptures that we have. Numbers twenty four seventeen. Here's one of those prophecies I thought I'd read because it connects with, it said, with what it says about the, the morning star rising in our hearts, in our lives. In Numbers 24, 17, and here, here's also a, a neat fact. This is coming from Balaam, the reluctant prophet, uh, well, kind of a reluctant prophet or, or, or not a good prophet at all. He, he was kind of a prophet for hire, if you remember, that, that he was being hired to bring curses upon Israel. And instead, Balaam had to speak on behalf of God and kept blessing instead. Uh, and, and one of the prophecies, he said in, in chapter 24, verse 17, Numbers twenty four seventeen, he says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. And then he lays out all the the curses then upon the surrounding nations, the ungodly nations that surround surrounded Israel. Uh, there's Balaam, the prophet, who who man was looking for some, you know, some cash, some pay, and and instead had to speak the very words of God. and that's, that's Peter's point towards the end. These prophecies didn't come from, from again, go back to 16, from these cleverly de- devised uh, schemes or anything like that. These prophecies came from God. These were laid out as promises of what Israel could look forward to. And then what Liz- Israel could look forward to is Jesus. What we, what we know today And what we embrace is Jesus, right? What we know and and love from God, because it is through God that he has established a salvation for you and I. To be included and called as his people. We are his chosen people. And it's come through Jesus Christ. Jesus is that rising star within our hearts now there's there's two ways we can look at that when we come as as Peter said earlier that we, it comes through our knowledge of him maybe maybe that happens to every believer who who begins to understand and then receives Jesus as himself that rising star is taking place in our lives uh, but there's also going to be that time when he returns you know there's that look at the further prophecy that yet is going to be fulfilled because what we see is the Scripture is saying he's coming again, right? And we had to man, the vindication on that day when we've lived our lives professing him, uh, proclaiming him, maybe even being ridiculed or persecuted on his behalf, but it, there is that day that he's going to arrive and all the dead in Christ are going to rise and those who are living are going to be uh, brought along with him. What does Revelation say about that morning star? Revelation twenty two sixteen 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, son of Jesse, and, and the bright morning star. Yeah, it... There's such an absolute wonderful connection that Peter puts here of the Old Testament prophets along with their eyewitness testimony that, that builds and grows and gives us confidence for what we have in his word. Let me ask you, do you know it? Are, are you moving into it? I, I, I shared you know, just a couple of weeks ago concerning the state of the Bible from the American Bible Society. And, and there's, there's some bad news in this, that there's been a decrease in those who, are, um, who, who, are, who have been engaged in Scripture. There's been a decrease, and pretty major step from, from what there has been in the past. The encouraging message, though, is amongst those who are not familiar with the Scriptures. Those out there who have not been introduced to, to what this book is about and who the story is about. Uh, some of the reports come... That, that basically nearly two thirds of people who seldom ever read the scripture indicated some curiosity about the scriptures. And even more encouraging, that one third of non Bible users said that they were very and even extremely curious. What does that mean to, the, to us? I think with me, what does that mean that there's people out there that are curious? about the scriptures that we hold to be true oh man let's talk about it right outside the church let's talk about his word let's introduce to people uh, uh the scriptures that tell us about jesus the scriptures that tell us about uh how how god sent jesus into this world for our salvation our brokenness, our ugliness, man, there's plenty of things within the scriptures that make it very clear why the world is in the distress it is, that, is it, that it is in. It makes it very clear, and it's our sinfulness, and God sent Jesus. Isn't that right? Here, here's what I've, I've set up this morning. We have a number of, of Bibles. I, I know that, that you can pick up the app so easily and, and have the Bible app on your phone, If you don't have a a, a Bible that you put in your hand, uh, we actually have several of them in the back. A lot of English Standard versions, one one that I've been actually uh, reading a lot more of. The English Standard, I think there's a New Living Translation back there. If you don't have a Bible, uh, please take one home. If the table's empty, we're going to order a whole bunch more, okay? There's one back there, the little blue one, that's both Old Testament, I was really surprised. It is itty-bitty, okay? So if you're, you're old like me, don't pick that one up, okay? Get the, get the larger one. There's a larger print there. But please make use of it. If you know someone that, that you want to share the, the scriptures with, maybe someone who's really excited or, or curious about it, pick one up for them and give it away, all right? So it would be really nice to walk back there and see that table cleared, okay? That's a challenge to everybody. Got it? All right. Hey, we want you to love his word. Because we believe it to be reliable. We believe it to be the truth. The truth in a world where, man, there's a lot of messages out there. But there's really only one truth. His name is Jesus, right? Let's partake of communion together in, in honoring Christ. Uh, Jesus said it. Man, he established it that night before he was crucified. You know, he, he took the bread. And, man, this is an example. Uh, I take and eat this this bread it represents my body and and little did they know that the next day uh, as Jesus said this that Jesus body was going to be nailed upon the cross and as Paul said we, we you know, we have this opportunity to participate in his nature that we have the opportunity to participate in his death you know, so so we are people who no longer live our sinfulness no because Jesus died on our behalf and 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 those of us who accepted, received Jesus, let's let's partake of that bread and remembering the body of Jesus. Let's partake. At that same meal, he took the cup, and he said, "This is my blood." And the covenant that we have with God today, it says that uh, that that He is our God, and we are His people. And that covenant comes through that precious blood of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He's our salvation. Let's partake and remember. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for this this day, opportunity for us to gather together to be encouraging to one another and to to, to share in your scriptures. Father, we praise you for everything that you've given to us. We praise you for Jesus, for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We praise you, Lord, for the the challenge of your word that calls us to so much more uh, that that, that could come from this world. You've given us everything we need for, for godliness. We pray, Lord, that you strengthen us in your word. We praise you, Father, definitely for Jesus, for his precious life that came and, and Lord, uh, was sacrificed, went through the, uh, the bearing of our sins upon that cross. We praise you for uh, the opportunity to know and to come before you, to claim you as our God, as our Father in heaven. Lord, and and to know, Lord, that we are your people through Jesus. We praise you for those promises. We ask, Lord, that you be our strength in this week to come. Guide us, uh, deliver us, Lord, from the troubles that come. Help us to stand strong. God, you are worthy of our praise in every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just want to give you an opportunity. Is there anyone here this morning that has never received Jesus as your Savior? Never made that step? You see, he is the truth. Uh, he is the, our message, and and what's required for salvation is placing our faith in him. Has any, anyone here this morning who's never made that step would like to make that step today? All right, all right. Any any testimony or any anything someone would like to share before we. Close our service this morning. All right. It, it's always funny. I say that, and then everybody sticks around and has good conversation. Would you guys please continue that? I appreciate that. I'm, I'm looking, I know Kim uh, this week. This is her last Sunday here. Thank you so much for, for the time you spent in, in our computer and stuff. This is that military thing. Now, Joe, we get for a while longer. He's going to finish it up, but Kim's taking their family. We love you guys. We're praying for your area, Texas, and the church you're returning to, so we're, we're happy for you. Thank you for being a part, as long as you have been, so thank you for that. Um, announcements. Oh, you got the prayer, don't you? Okay, I should always ask that before. Anyway, you surprise me. Yeah, right. We have a testimony today. His name is Jason. No, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a couple of announcements. Uh, well, Robert, Robert so you'll see in the bulletin, it, it's recorded there uh, that, that his class begins this, this coming Sunday, or this Wednesday, Wednesday night, 6.30 to 7.30. Um, I I've I forgot the, I don't have the bulletin with me. What, what's it called, Robert? It's right there. A call to one hope. A lot of what we talked about this morning, uh, about where we put our confidence in the truth, that's Robert's class. And I know Ty is joining him as well as Jared in, in some of the details that they're going to be doing here. So if you'd like to join them, chapel on Wednesday night. Um, I think that's all the yeah. anything um,
1: else. We are in need of volunteers, again, with our children's programming. That's right. Um, so if you are someone who would like to work with kids or feel like you can work with kids and would be willing to do that, uh, please let one of us know, either Ronnie or I or Matt, Um, or even Lindsey Landreth, um, or anyone else. They'll be able to probably direct you to who you need to talk to. So specifically with our younger kids, we just want to make sure we have plenty of help in our classroom. So uh, we're in need of volunteers there. The other thing that I was asked to uh, remind people, and I should do this more often anyway, uh, in your bulletin there is a flap where you can give us contact information. You can let us know if you have prayer requests. Um, We want to make sure you're uh, making use of that Um, So if you are new to us and want us to have your contact information, please fill that out. Uh, If you have been around for a while but feel like maybe we don't have accurate contact information for you, also use it for that, too, because there's a good chance uh, we have either misplaced it or just have the wrong stuff. Um, So we wanted to make sure you were aware of that, and we're making use of that. Um, I think that is all that we have to announce now, so I'll turn it over to Jason.
0: Painters or electricians or anything like that when it's in that way um just with me, let me know so we pray with me uh dear lord i ask that you bless our church and bless all those that enter through the doors and as we build relationships with one another let it strengthen our relationship with you and help us walk in your truth and not by our feelings and in jesus name i pray amen thank you jason
2: my fear
1: stand with us as we close
2: stand a chance when i stand in your light.